Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Simply put, what's old is new again, or what's new is old again. When I flip through Netflix and Disney Plus and HBO Max and Hulu, I see Cobra Kai, Karate Kid's back. I see Saved by the Bell's got a reboot. What's old is new again, and that's where I want to start with the Browns. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, with all of our guests joining us proudly on the Goodyear Hotline. Wait, Keyshawn, you know about Cobra Kai yet, Key? Good. Cobra Kai, Key, Ralph Macchio, all the old school people oh, are back in the Karate Kid. The Cobra yeah, Kai. no, I, I, as a kid, Karate Kid, but I'm not, that's not my everyday go to. <laughs> it's getting great reviews, Jay. It's Season getting great three. reviews. Season three, Zubin, let's go. <laughs> no doubt. Did Jay you, did, what, what did you do, Jay? You, you watched a lot of that up in Maine? No, I watched it when I got home, Keyshawn. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal. Um, What's old is new, whether it's the Karate Kid, whether it's anything. The Browns are the same deal. So the Browns are back in the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Stop me if you've heard it before. It's the NFL's longest playoff drought. It comes to an end. It only seems apropos, by the way, that Ian Eagle said this on the broadcast yesterday. He was a CBS broadcaster calling the game. He's like, nothing comes easy for the Browns. You snap the longest playoff streak in week 17 of the season, and it goes down to the fourth quarter. It couldn't go any further for the Browns. And they get it done. But get this, fellas. They will, of course, play the Steelers on Wild Card Weekend or what the NFL is calling Super Wild Card Weekend. That game will be next Sunday night. I'll have more on that in a second. But this also seems what's old is new again. The last time the Browns were in the playoffs, in the Wild Card Round in 2002, they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Steelers won the game 36-33. Quick trivia time for Key. Can you name, because this is actually pre-Roethlisberger, so long ago, pre-Big Ben. Can you name the quarterback in either team for Cleveland or Pittsburgh that day in 2 the Browns' last playoff game? In 2 For the Steelers and the Browns. And by the way, the Browns' quarterback in that game? Oh, for Tim, 400, Tim, Tim Couch would be the quarterback in Cleveland. Not Tim Couch. No? This quarterback threw for 469 yards in a playoff game, and I would guess 95% of the audience has never heard of him. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know who it is in Cleveland. And then I would only – who would be Tommy Maddox? Tommy be, Maddox Tommy is Maddox correct. Tommy Maddox would be Pittsburgh. And yep. in Cleveland? Pittsburgh scored 22 points in the fourth quarter to rally from 10 down to win. We'll see what happens next Sunday it's night. It's not Tim Couch. Now Tim Couch. I don't know then. You got Kelly me Holcomb. Do you Kelly remember Holcomb. him? Kelly Holcomb, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 469 yards. Jay, I want to ask you this. This is just my thoughts. So there's six games. It's Super Wild Card Weekend. Three Saturday, three on Sunday, including the one on ABC and ESPN between the Ravens and the Titans. That'll start the Sunday triple header. Sunday Night Football has been the number one show on TV for at least 10 straight years. And there's something to be said here, Jay. I understand the team they're facing has a few fans and they have a global fan base. But the fact that the NFL has said we could put Tom Brady on Sunday night, but we're going to put him on Saturday night. We could put Russell Wilson on Sunday night, but we're going to put him on Saturday afternoon. We could put Drew Brees on Sunday night, but we're going to put him on late Sunday afternoon, which will also garner tens of millions of viewers. Jay, the NFL believes that the number one show in television that garners the most eyeballs in prime time and has for a decade straight, 
the Cleveland Browns mm. belong in that spot. Brilliant. And I'll say this. I think they're one of the most polarizing, if not the most polarizing team in the NFL. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, people love to go against him. Well, how many commercials is he going to do? And watching him last night run for that first down just to close out the game solidified it for me. I've known Baker for a long time. I I like seeing him win. I know people don't always agree with how he goes about doing that or some of the things he says. But the kid's a competitor. In a year where they don't have OBJ – uh, where Nick Chubb has had injuries. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb have come back together. They played well. Yes, was it a tight game against Mason Rudolph? Yes. Was that the way that you would like to see the Browns get into the playoffs? Probably not. Uh, but still, look, after that game against the Jets, I didn't know what the hell to expect. I didn't know what I was going to see, Zubin. So the fact that they were able to win that game, as Key would always say, look, you just win the game you're supposed to win. And now it sets it up for a team with the Steelers that finished 1-4. and four. They didn't play a lot of their starters down the stretch in that game against Cleveland, not having, obviously, Ben Roethlisberger, Maurice Pouncey, TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward, all these guys not play. It sets up for a colossal matchup. And I, I still do believe that the Browns have a legitimate chance to win that game. I know Pittsburgh will be the favorite, but just with the weapons that the Browns have, they have a legitimate chance to win that game. I think that when you look at Cleveland, they've now played Pittsburgh twice in the regular season. They'll see them in the wild card uh, game coming up this weekend. When you look at that, you've now got to look at what the mistakes were that you made and what were the positive things that came from those mistakes. You fixed that. And I think Cleveland will have an opportunity to go into Pittsburgh and win that football game. Uh Mason Rudolph had Pittsburgh right there in the end. Two-point conversion ties the game up. They go ahead. They don't get it. Cleveland wins the game, which is a plus. A lot of people didn't think Cleveland would be in this position to even get to the playoffs, especially how the season started Mm -hmm. with the shellacking of the Baltimore Ravens handed handed them. But Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski, they figured out the offense without OBJ in there. They knew that they had something special in the running game. The running game allowed Baker Mayfield to be the quarterback that he should be in the National Football League. Um, He does not have to be that quarterback at Oklahoma where he's throwing the ball 40 times a game. But when you're a guy like Baker, you keep him under 35 attempts, that's a plus. That means that he'll be somewhere in that – 60 percentile, you know, 240, 250 yards, a touchdown. That's all you need out of him. And lean heavy on your running game. Remember what I've always said. They have an offense that's portable. No matter what the weather is, they're going to be fine because they got two studs at the running back position in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And if the defense can come to the party and start to play better, then I think as you look at their secondary, then you face Big Ben who's coming off a a buy of his own with the rest. You you neutralize Juju Smith-Schuster and Claypool, and you force them to have to figure out how to run the ball because Pittsburgh can't run the football. And that's how you win that football game up in Pittsburgh this weekend to advance to the second round. I want to hear from Kevin Stefanski now, the Browns' first-year head coach. As Key said, they started the Stefanski era with the 38-6 loss to the Ravens. Everybody was like, huh? 
Same old Browns. And then the first time they faced the Steelers, they got shellacked 38-7. And then, as Jay mentioned, they lost to the Jets. But despite it all, they rallied. And now for the second time in seven days in a different locale, albeit, they will face the Steelers and the stakes will be a little bit higher. By the way, nice burying of the hatchet for Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett and putting that whole situation behind them. They did that yesterday. Kevin Stefanski reflecting on all of that. That's a lot for a first-year head coach. I'm very happy for Northeast Ohio, for Browns fans all over the world. They're not far from our minds when we're playing this thing. So the 12,000 strong, they got to see it live. You know, there are many people around around the country and the world watching, and we feel their support. So happy for them. Uh, and again, we're in the dance, but we, we feel like we've got a lot of uh, work to do this week, and, and we want to keep this thing going. And this is Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Jay, the last time we were together back in 2020, again, a word I said I would never utter again since it was 2020, <laughs> but just to utter it, you said they had Super Bowl aspirations. You kind of mentioned how short-handed Pittsburgh was yesterday, so who knows what you can really take from that game. But how do you feel now that the matchup is set? They are the sixth seed. As Key said, the portability is going to have to be there because they're not going to be playing any playoff games, unlikely, in Cleveland moving forward. Uh, do you still kind of look at the Browns the way you did late last year as an outside shot to get to the Super Bowl? Well, the thing that's always concerned me about the Browns is just I was always wondering, Zubin, when would they brown it, right? And Key and I have <laughs> gone into these arguments where Key would say, well, they're playing for something, but they browned it against the Jets. They browned it against the Jets. So that, that is a little bit somewhat concerning to me. And also the way they did beat the Steelers without all their players being there is a little bit concerning going to it. Now, look, I think this team is a team that can rise to the occasion because they have the talent. I think they need to be driven the right way and not feel like, hey, we're supposed to beat these teams. When they're the underdog, I think they play better. But I, I did walk away yesterday just confirming that Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year in the NFL. He just – the way he's handled this whole season, everything happening with OBJ, everything happening with Baker Mayfield, the injuries that they've had, Miles Garrett having COVID, the, the questions on defense – He's just been first class all the way through, and he's changed the culture of this team foundationally. Still to come, great points, and I agree with everything that you can, uh, said there. Still to come, one ESPN analyst who will join us next used the word mockery, straight mockery, when Jalen Hurts left the game last uh-huh. night and Nate Sudfeld came in, and he was hot on Twitter. He will join us Twitter. next. Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Wait a minute is, I think, what most Eagle fans are asking. Doug Peterson, not to mention everybody in Big Blue Nation, including our Jay Will, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Part of the reason the NFL is so great, we're trying to contest and crown the division champion of the worst division in football history last night. Game 256, the last quarter of the last game of the regular season, which means nothing to fans that aren't rooting for Washington, Philly, or New York, and everybody is talking about it this morning because of what happened. You heard it on ESPN 630 DC, the sports capital. Everybody talking about Doug Peterson's move to lift Jalen Hurts, to bring in Nate Sudfeld, to essentially seal the deal and allow the Washington football team to win the game and the division and the date with Tom Brady and the Bucks Saturday night. A lot of people said Doug Peterson pulling that move was antithetical to the integrity of the game. Cutting deep, Doug Peterson says, you are crazy if you think that's the case. Yes, I was coaching to win. Uh, yes, that was my decision solely. Nate has uh, obviously been here for four years, and I felt that uh, he, he deserved an opportunity to, uh, to, get some, to get some snaps. And listen, if there's anything out there that, that thinks that I was not trying to win the game, I mean, you know, Ertz is out there, Brandon Graham's out there, Darius Slay's out there. You know, all our top guys are still on the field at the end, so we were, we were going to win the game. Jay, judging by your uh, laughter, I can tell what you feel. Give us your quick thoughts here, and then we'll get to another guy who's probably as hot about this as you are. It's comical. It's like I'm watching an SNL skit, right? He gives us the best chance, and I felt like, yeah, of course we won. Well, well, you know who the best player was in order to help you win that game. Just, Just say what it was. Say that you were tanking because you wanted to get three spots higher in the NFL draft. That's all you need to say. Don't give me the BS, you know, commentary around it. Just tell me what it actually is. And Jay referencing there with that loss, the Eagles will now pick sixth instead of picking ninth. By the way, the last time they had a top 10 pick, that pick was named Carson Wentz. And I would agree with you. I think Jalen Hurts needs the most evaluation. Nate Sudfeld needs the least, although the coach did say Sudfeld deserved an opportunity to get in there. To bring it totally full circle, Nate Sudfeld was drafted by... You guessed it, the Washington football team. Let's bring in ESPN football analyst Dan Orlovsky. He joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Dan, I'm not a big social media guy, but I couldn't resist typing in Doug Peterson last night into Google. One of the first things I saw, you said it was a mockery, and then Dan went into the patented notes section of the cell phone, right? He went into the notes section and started typing a little diatribe exactly on why he was upset. Take us through this as a quarterback, as a competitor, as a player. Oh, be nice. Looks to like hear we you. may have lost some audio there from Dan. We're going to get be Dan nice back to, to here, Dan. In a second, Dan, we'll get back to you here <laughs> in just a in. second. Uh, we know what Jay thinks. Key, you're not nearly as like. I don't care. <laughs> okay, I don't give a damn. Like, okay, so what? Why is it a big deal? He decided to go from nine to six to help the organization. I don't need an explanation from the head coach as to why. I don't. Nine to six. I've got three spots better. I've helped the organization. We're not going anywhere. We're not helping the New York Giants. I don't give a damn. I will agree with you there. I don't care. Wait, wait, wait Zubin, this has nothing. To, take all this Giant stuff out of I don't of the care. This I don't need to, to explain anything Keyshawn to you. Johnson, why do you – see, I would never want to play for a coach like you. 
If you, because your I attitude, would bench if you're you. No, you wouldn't bench me. But if your attitude was you never had to explain anything, I don't. you're telling me as a star player you would be okay with your coach never explaining anything to you? Keyshawn Johnson I, I have an issue. I know what it is. If you're, smart, if you're smart enough to see it, you already know what it is. Why do I need to explain it to you? You're so smart, Jay Will. You know what it is. Why do I need to explain it? I Keep tank steps. to go from nine to six. Why do I need to get at the podium and tell you why? Why, If I want to so, say so that why, we're trying to win, we are trying to win the game. If we can win with Nate Studfield, great. And if we don't, even better. Even better. I know. I'm calling my Let's agent right now for a trade, Zubin, if I had to play for Keyshawn Johnson. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> when the league year starts in March, we'll see if Jay can get a trade. We'll see what kind of compensation we can get. You are a national champion. We should get a haul in return. All right. He's a tongue planted firmly in cheek. Let's bring Dio back into the conversation. All right, Dio. Uh, literally speaking, most people were speechless after they saw that from uh, Doug <laughs> Peterson. Apparently, Dan was as well here at the top. But here you go. Lay into him. I know you are as him, passionate Dan. about this as Jay is with regards to what Doug Peterson did. Yeah, Key, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I mean, last night, I don't care. Knacker. I don't care. Well, apparently, and that's a problem. Uh, and, and apparently, neither does Doug Peterson. Listen, like what happened the the nfc east we made a fun of a lot this year we poked jokes at them because they weren't good but at least they tried to win the game every single God, week man, they just weren't stop. good enough typical, and typical on, at the last week of the season and the last game you don't try like there is an aspect of respect that is a big part of the league it's probably the biggest part of the league is respecting each other the game how you play and for them to not like respect the ethic of the, like, Kate, this is Philly, man. I cannot. Philly, what do you mean Dan, you cannot? I can't go into respect the game. It's part of the game. I'm not doing the football thing. I am the head See, coach of the team. I'm going from nine to six to help my organization. Keyshawn. And if I feel like this is going to improve my organization, I don't care. This, I don't care. Crush Kate, him, Dan. Don't Crush him. You won nine games last year, you've got five games won this year. Beginning of the season, you chose to take a tie against Cincinnati instead of going for a win. At some point, the things that you accept are what you are going to become. The things that you will consistently the season accept. Is here's the season is over, thing, Dan. Nah, Key, here's it's the thing. over. Here's the thing. I don't want to ever hear you say a player made a business decision. I don't want to ever hear you crush a player for saying he did. I will never. You- first, of, first of all, I ain't going to never crush a player because I'm not that type of dude. I'm not going to crush a player for making a business decision because I know the reality of it and I speak the truth when I speak. I don't just say something to be saying it. So I understand. I understand what Doug Peterson was doing. We all I get do. it. I accept it. But I'm not going to sit up there and act like, oh, my God, it's the integrity of the game. Oh, well, the NFL. On. I'm not going to do that. Key. Hold I'm on not going to play that game. You're, your truth isn't necessarily the truth that actually occurs now. I'm just, I'm just going to say that. All From the time. nine it's, to six, that's all that matters. Key, that's it. Key, if you're going to speak the truth, then don't then say it what it was. He tanked and then li- like, listen, I, I never said be- I never said that he didn't tank. I get it. I understand that's what and he you did. You think it's OK. Why? Like you think it, it's cool. I don't have a problem with it. He took his team and made the organization better, moving from nine to six. Yo, Key, I have sat on set with you and have you heard you say the words, all that matters is winning. Two weeks yeah, ago. Now, it, all that matters is winning. But in this situation, it, it goes out the window. It's not, it's not convenient that right now, That goes Dan. out the Key window. Key, two weeks ago. If they were going into the playoffs, if it was going, if it was for the playoffs for Philly, 
and they did that. That's something different. The fact that they was eliminated and they can go from nine to six, I have no problem with it. Yo, None Kate, at all. Two weeks ago, their center had an emotional plea saying that, like, guys getting reps and figuring out what a player is, it doesn't matter. Their center, who was like, why did they practice last week? Hey, coach, why did I have to come in and practice? Why can't I celebrate New Year's Eve the way I want? If, if I knew this is how it was going to go down and I knew this was your plan, then why did I have to come to work? Well, why? because, Dan, because, Dan, because Keyshawn feels like coaches don't need to tell the players what the plan is. He doesn't owe that to them, yeah, which I think is absolutely that. BS he, on that. If you're a star player, I want to know what the plan is. I want to know what we're going into this game thinking. Hey, at the end, they went into the game trying to win the game, Dan. In the end, they said, you know what? what? We got an opportunity now at this juncture to get moved from nine to six. And if that was his thought process, I'm okay with it. If that was his thought process in the fourth quarter, I'm okay with it. I have no problem with it at all. None. He doesn't owe anybody any explanation. We see it differently. That's okay. I, I, com- I completely disagree. Keyshawn, in the city of Philadelphia, my wife is from there. Those people pride themselves on always thinking they got a chance. They don't care what other people say. A chance to do easy, what? They don't want an easy road. They don't want things given to them. A they want to do it do the hard what? way. What? A chance to do what? You're out of the playoffs. There's no chance. To win a game in the NFL. Man, stop, man. All right, then. then when they take what? that six pick and parlay that into some Hall of Fame type players to help them win another Super Bowl. Let's revisit this conversation right. several years from now. You know what I want? I want you to get ready for your show. I want you to spend time and hours prepping for your show. It's and not then, the same, though, Dan. How is it not the it's same, It's not the dude? same. As, how is you know it not what, the same, Keyshawn? not the same, You man. put in a lot of work to get yeah. a result. We not, we're, not, we're not tanking the show. We're not doing that. Dio, here is the ultimate disrespect, right? Even if you don't communicate that to your players, that that's the game plan. To sit up there on the podium afterwards in a year where he's been dismissive, he's been like, I'm just going to do it my way. It's, it's, it's like watching the earth shatter, right? It's like watching a media crisis 24-7. His ability to communicate that to media, it just really sets the tone for how I even see this team right now. And it sucks watching Jalen Hurts and company on the bench last night not knowing what the hell was even happening. And the fact that, like, don't tell me, yeah, I was trying to coach to win the game, but you know what? I felt like Nate Sudfeld deserved some reps. Both those things can't be true at the same time. It's either, uh, no, we, we weren't trying to win that game. I wanted to evaluate Nate. Or uh, at, at, the, at the same time, like, Nate gave us the best chance to play. Like, both those, don't lie to me. Dan, don't you, lie know, to me. you know coaches are not going to tell you what they're thinking, man. You, you know that. Let's not act like you have never been I around coaches that won't tell you what they're thinking. I think coaches I, – I, some do, some don't, Key. And in this situation, Doug Peterson has a history of not telling you what he's thinking. So why even wreck your brain trying Key. to figure it out? You mean to tell me you think those players on that sideline didn't understand what was happening in the fourth quarter? Of no, course they, they did. did. I think it was very obvious, yeah. Obviously. Right. So I, I, why I do I need to that. explain it? Why need to explain it? Because it's the NFL, Key. I don't what need are we... to explain I, maybe, maybe that's why me and you, if we'd have played together, it wouldn't have been good because I don't need to explain. So you don't think, oh. you don't think, <laughs> nope. you don't think choosing to lose and not valuing your players' um, preparation and, and, and the integrity of the football game when it comes to competition, you don't think choosing to lose in that moment 
doesn't deserve or isn't needed to, free, to have some form of an explanation as to why? I don't need to explain to the media as to why I made a decision to play Nate and give us a chance to win. If we win, we win. If we don't, better for us. I don't need to explain that to the media. As far as we know, there's players in that locker room that he explained that to at some point in time, or if he and didn't explain you, it to Would you have him, been okay with that? Would you have been okay with that if you were Darius Slay, uh, Brandon Graham, uh, Jason I, Kelsey? I, would you have been cool? I probably, uh, knowing that I'm going to be there long term and it's going to help my organization, I probably would have been okay with that. Knowing that I'm going to be there long term, not a problem. Knowing that, knowing that Keyshawn is going to be there long term, I have no issues with helping us get better by getting a better draft pick at that point in time. Then don't, then we're not don't talking about in week, we're, not, we're not talking about week 10 here. We're talking about week 17, and I don't want to help the Giants. I don't give a damn about that. And if we go from nine to six and we can get a player or players for that six pick to help me get a Super Bowl ring down the line, I'll take that all this day long. This has nothing helping. That has nothing to do with helping the Giants. At some point, whether you win or lose, you're helping somebody. Watch no, you, you end up helping. No, I, the only reason why I preference the Giants because Giant fans, along with Jay Will, whether he admits it or not, are not very happy with what happened. Oh, no I don't doubt. really care. That has nothing to do about it. I mean, that's not even my. I don't even care about the Giants season. Look, I think the Giants had a winning. I think this was a win for the Giants, even though we were six and ten. It was a win. It was about just more so key. It, it was the way that. Doug Peterson converses with the media. And I know you say, because that's not what you need, which I actually think is BS. I, I don't, think, though, I, Jay. No. I don't. Keisha, Keisha, I deal with Keisha, Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells right my now. entire career. Keisha, I don't I, need to hear from them explaining why they need to do certain this, things. This comes from one of the most I vocal people though, that's Jay. ever played in the NFL. Keisha, I watched you but rip coaches left but and right I don't when you were a player. You. And I'm, I'm going to do that, and I've done that. No problem. But I don't need you explaining to me why you make certain decisions. Dan, you see I'm what I'm smart enough. I'm smart yeah, enough to I see it my damn Dan. self. Yeah. On a daily I, basis. I'm smart Dan. enough to see it myself. Yeah, Key, I, I, I have I, I don't get I have no idea how as a competitor you could sit there and accept losing. Dan. I understand what the man is doing. I know your I wife is from Philly. I, I, do I know I you're a heavy Carson Wentz guy and an Eagle no, guy. No, no, I get it. I get it. But I understand that. I get it. Don't try to use that reasoning, kid. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, telling I never, you what it is. It's not trying to use the reasoning. It's the truth. What do you mean, Jay? You know what else is the truth? We got a rap, man. You'll always become what you accept. You'll always become mm. what that's you accept. That's not true. No, that's not true. got nine wins last year and five this year, Key. That's not true, man. Y'all, y'all tripping now for real. That's not true at all. Okay. <sighs> we could Spirit do this all morning long, and I, I just, honestly, I wish we would do it all morning long, but we have to let Dan go. He's going to be on Get Up with Greeny and the gang. Sorry, Dan. We didn't get to other questions because I had a few about a couple <laughs> college quarterbacks. <laughs> we got plenty of time until the draft. Cleveland, April 30th. We'll ask you those questions well before then. We got three months to do it. Dan, thank you very much again. Fired up Dan this morning with Greeny and the gang, 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. <laughs> Thanks to you. Thank you, Later, Dan. Guys. Keyshawn, yeah. keep your head up, bud. Hey, dude, <laughs> sitting around here acting like the damn league integrity and all. I hate when people uh, do that. Oh, league integrity. Man, stop. And that it is. I mentioned uh, the Ravens and the Titans Sunday on ABC and ESPN at 105 Eastern. Right after that game, it'll be the Bears and the Saints. Chicago at 8-8, eight and eight, the Saints at 12-4. and four. The reason I mentioned the Bears are at 8-8, eight and eight, and sometimes football is just cyclical, like all life and sports is cyclical. The NBA East used to be where it's at. Now it's the West. Think about it, fellas. In the AFC, seeds 4, 5, 6, and 7 all won 11 games. 
four, five, six, and seven were all eleven win teams. The Bears are sneaking in in the NFC at eight and eight with the seventh seed. The first year we've had a seventh seed as the playoffs have expanded now for the first time in thirty years to fourteen teams. Key, it sets up the question: What does it mean for Matt Nagy? There are reports that he will return. The future seems a little murkier for Mitch Trubisky. Bottom line, though, three years, two playoff appearances, zero sub five hundred seasons for Matt Nagy. When I see that and think about that, when I say that out loud, I almost kind of wonder why he's on the hot seat. Well, it, it's, it hasn't been clean, right? He got off to a fast start, and it just – the expectations for the offense to take off has was there, but they haven't done that. They haven't taken off. He was supposed to be this quarterback fixer, this guy that was going to come in and turn Mitch Trubisky into – Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or some of these great quarterbacks that we've seen in the past, and yet and still he had to go out and acquire Nick Foles to try to challenge uh, Mitch Trubisky and then give way to Mitch Trubisky, but then he gave way to Nick Foles. And then he goes back to Mitch Trubisky when Nick Foles gets hurt, which was convenient enough. And, you know, it was like, okay, he's hurt now. I can go back. I have an excuse to do that. When in the first place you shouldn't have never benched him at 3-0. and you let it play out. You let it run its course before you made that decision. And they were at 5-1 and one once upon a time. And now they're sitting at 8-8, eight and eight, backdooring into the playoffs. Mitch Trubisky played well down the stretch. They made a decision not to exercise a fifth-year option on Mitch, but now they face this kind of dilemma of the what-ifs. They play the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans this weekend. Okay, what does that mean? It means New Orleans is probably going to run shop. So you think. But there's always a... What if, right? Because you get into the playoffs, and then the next thing you know, that team that was supposed to be the playoff caliber team to go to the Super Bowl, win it all, winds up getting bounced by a team that was a one-and-done type team. You look at what's happened in New Orleans in the past, whether it's been the Minnesota Vikings or whomever, they've lost to them inside that building. So I'm not just going to dismiss the Chicago Bears and Mitch Trubisky because what if New Orleans plays down the Chicago's game? and starts to play not as well and look up and go, uh-oh, it's 17-14 in late fourth quarter. Something weird happens. So you got to just be a little caution, cautious in terms of what happens. And you say, well, why is he on the hot seat? The offense. The offense is, is just pedestrian. It's supposed to be a high-flying scoring machine. Zubin, can I say this? Because, you know, I, I – Spent a lot of time in Chicago. Chicago is home for me when I got drafted there. I have a lot of friends there. And first off, I want to I want to say that let's be clear. You can be happy about your team making the playoffs and de more demand more at the same time, right? I mean, they've had two playoff bursts in a decade. In a decade. So finishing the season at three, uh finish season three and seven after a five and one start, obviously that's a lot of room for for improvement. I, I think that pace has probably gotta go the general manager, or team president. Uh, I think you probably stay with a guy like Matt Nagy. I think you look for another quarterback. And now look, at Mitchell Trubisky, obviously like Mike Tannenbaum said, this is fluid. If he plays an incredible game, um, then I don't know, you have more decisions to make down the stretch. But I, I think, I don't think either one of those quarterbacks, I think Nick Foles is your backup QB. I think if Trubisky plays well, great. You can make that decision afterwards. But I think if he doesn't, you start looking on the market, you potentially look in the draft. You, you look for other pieces to keep your team moving forward. But I, I think the team president will be gone before Matt Nagy is gone. I think Matt Nagy comes back another year. 
That's the hierarchical structure that Jay sees and how it plays itself out. The Bears made moves. Presumably, they uh, made a move to the back door to get into the playoffs, <laughs> but they got in, although it was by losing, making moves. Brought it's not about how you get in the club, Zubin. It's the fact that you got in the club. Right. They're playing this weekend, right? Making moves brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. You go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. Last thing I want to say on the other side of the field, it should not be overlooked. What Aaron Rodgers did yesterday here in our final minute, he finished the regular season with 48 touchdown passes. 48 touchdown passes. That's it? That's it. That's the most since he Mm. had 45 in 2011. And you know what happened in 2011? Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. And it certainly sort of feels like it's trending in that direction one more time. Again, the Packers will have home field throughout. In the NFC, Aaron Rodgers, 48 touchdowns. Devontae Adams, by the way, set. I'm sitting next to an all-world wide receiver. He set the Packers singles. No, man, I just played football. But I would tell you, no matter what Dio says about Key there, uh, the integrity of this <laughs> Average comment. Average career, you know. <laughs> the integrity bust. of this comment. Devontae Adams, single season Packers record for receptions, breaking the record of the great Sterling Sharp. And I know anytime we bring in great wide receivers into the conversation, Keyshawn loves it. All right, on the way. So we saw Adam Gase out yesterday, no surprise. The Monday after the final Sunday generally means a lot of moving and shaking for NFL head coaches and front office personnel. Who should be the most worried today? Is your team about to make a move? The NFL's best insider, Adam Schefter, is next with all the late-breaking details. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Subin, the podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Very intriguing situation there. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by ha. Progressive Insurance. Intriguing, but not at all surprising again presented by progressive insurance drivers who save with progressive save over 750 dollars on average call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance adam schefter joins us this morning on the goodyear hotline adam we'll talk about the jets here in detail in a second i'm sure key or jay will ask but this is the first day after the regular season has ended and traditionally this has been the day within hours of the final regular season game where teams that are thinking to make a move at the head coaching and or front office position start to do so um what's the biggest thing we should be looking out for today team wise well, I think you're watching Jacksonville. I think you're watching the Los Angeles Chargers. Keep in mind, Zubin, that we've already gotten four changes already. We've got the Jets. We've got the Texans, the Falcons, the Lions, 
So it's been busy already, and it's not a fun day for people around the NFL. It involves families, not an easy situation. Kids don't like hearing this about their parents, their uncles, whatever it may be. But this is the reality of the NFL. It always follows the day after the season, as you mentioned. But it's been active already, and it seems like the boundaries have been pushed and changed to the point where it could happen now at any time in the NFL, not just the day after the regular season ends. Adam, the Jets waited to the end to remove Adam Gates of his head coaching duties. Did he have a chance at all whatsoever at keeping that job? Well, Keith, the thing is, is that they played well last year. It's just that this whole year went sideways for any number of reasons, right? And so once this year started unfolding the way it did, it quickly, it, it quickly got away from him at that point in time. And so, again, did he have a chance? Well, last year he had a chance. This year, once it started going the way it did, he lost that chance, and obviously he paid for it with his job last night. So what's next? Who's the, who's the best candidate for the New York Jets job and to get Sam Donald turned around? Well, that's for them to decide, Keith. But I could just tell you that some of the hot names that are out there that'll be interviewed, and there's a long list of them, right? We could go through, i give you 10 head coaching candidates' names at this point in time. I think people will look at Eric Bieniemy right now as one of the people who will get a lot of attention and a lot of interviews. He's interviewing today for the Atlanta Falcons job. Robert Sala, the 49ers defensive coordinator, he's also expected to interview the Falcons. You've got those guys. Arthur Smith, the Titans offensive coordinator, is a man that will be in demand here coming up. We'll get a number of slips. Josh McDaniels always gets attention this time of the year. And so I think those are some of the candidates that you'll be looking at here as we go forward. Chef, the, the relationship between Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz is reportedly fractured. How did it get to this point? <laughs> well, that's a complicated question, Jay. And mm. again, I don't know that I have all the answers. I certainly don't. But from what we can piece together, I think that Carson was not thrilled with the direction of the organization this year. I think it started at the draft when they took a quarterback in the second round. Here he's got this lucrative, lengthy contract with the Eagles that ties into that team for a long period of time. I think it starts there. I think it unfolds as the year goes on. And and maybe we go back even further than that to where they win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, and, and he's on the bench, and Nick Foles was unbelievable. Led the magic carpet ride in Philadelphia. And Carson Wentz had a firsthand view of it all. And that didn't work out the way he wanted in what should have been and was really an MVP season. That's how he was playing. He didn't get back to that level. The Eagles draft the quarterback in the second round. The season unfolds the way it does. He struggles. They're not happy. He's not happy. Nobody's happy. He gets benched for Jalen Hurts. And, again, I'm sure it goes a lot deeper than that. But if you're looking for a part of the foundation, that certainly has to be it. What's the what's the likelihood, Adam, that a college head coach jumps to the NFL this year? We've seen, obviously, Cliff Kingsbury and Matt Rule make those jumps. Will we see another one this year? Well, let me give you a few to keep your eye on, right? Pat Fitzgerald is a guy that I think is going to draw attention from the NFL. Sounds like he might be willing to talk at this point in time. Uh, Matt Campbell is another coach, I think, that will get some interest there at Iowa State. And... I don't know if you consider Urban Meyer still a college coach, but he's definitely going to get some attention here. And he's heard from a couple of teams. And I think the question would be whether he decides to make the jump. But if he does, then that would certainly be a guy that figures into the NFL head coaching hiring cycle during this period. 
Adam, thank you so much. There's a lot to get to. We'll have you on Get Up at the top of the hour on ESPN. We'll be watching for you there. Adam, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Shefty. And speaking of Mike Greenberg and Get Up, beginning tomorrow, Tuesday, January 5th, Mike begins his show, Greeny, right after we're done on ESPN Radio. He'll take you inside the stories of the day as only he can have the newsmakers you expect and interact with you every single weekday from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin right into Greeny weekday mornings on ESPN Radio. One thing I want to mention, the NFL has been super aggressive and they want to make sure this particular offseason, they say it every offseason, that there's a diverse pool of candidates. You're seeing Rick Smith, former African-American general manager. He's back in the mix. There's some talk. Ozzie Newsom might be interested in returning. Robert Sala, also a minority that Adam mentioned. And Marvin Lewis is getting a couple cracks and a couple looks too. I want to mention one thing about Eric Bieniemy. This is important to mention. Um, Sean McVay was hired at 30. Matt LaFleur is 41. He's in his second year in the job. Kevin Stefanski is 38. One thing, when everybody throws around Bienemy's name, he's the guy, he's got to be next, it's got to happen. He's 51. He has paid his dues. This is a little different than a lot of these other offensive coordinator hotshots that are in their 30s. McVay's done a great job, is clearly the right hire, and I think you can say that for Stefanski and Matt LaFleur as well. The wins are there. But key, it is important. Eric Bienemy is 51 years old. This is a different situation, not just because of the color of his skin, but he has paid his dues and he is ready for an opportunity. Just a matter of which one it'll be. Adam reporting this morning, he's interviewing with the Falcons. Yeah, he, and he's a young 51. Let's say that. He's not right. a, He's not an old 51. But and, an experienced and, 51. Yeah, he, and, and so when you look at it, he certainly has paid his dues and the opportunity is there. Um, his name is as hot as it's ever been. And if it doesn't happen this year, which it... it if I'm a betting man, it's going to happen. But if it doesn't happen this year, it's probably because he decided to stay in Kansas City. That's fair enough. You just got to wait for the right opportunity. And if Patrick Mahomes continues to ascend, believe it or not, his stock is just going to get hotter and hotter and hotter. But when the right job comes around, you got to grab it. We'll see what happens. And we'll keep an eye on what the NFL, as they are trying to desperately improve their ranks with, with regards to diversity in the front office and on the sidelines. Keep an eye on it. On the way, will Baker Mayfield be patrolling the Brown sidelines for years to come? Is it a done deal? Is he their guy? Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.